Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Now we're going to be moving on and I actually think that what we're going to be talking about is very important and I'll tell you why. We often talk about cancer, we have cancer warriors that come on, we have doctors and we have treatment and very seldom do we actually say, hang on, let's just break this down, let's break it down. I mean, what actually is cancer? Um, There's stages of cancer, how do the stages of cancer work? What do you look out for, et cetera, et cetera. So we're kind of going back to basics and I'll tell you why there is a 2022 Big C Survivor's Guide that has been compiled by Oncology Buddies, um, and I'm going to be talking to Dr. Ronwyn van Eden, who is a medical oncologist in private practice in Rosebank, um, an honorary consultant at the Soweto Comprehensive Cancer Center at the Chris Pani Baraguan Hospital, and Dr. Ronwyn van Eden was, uh, played a huge role in compiling this um, survivor's guide. So Dr. van Eden has joined us. Um, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Nikki. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. No, it's all—it's always lovely. And Ronan, I, I, you know, as I said, we we always go to the stories, and very seldom do we actually stop and go. But what is cancer? How how do people get cancer? What what is happening with the cells in our body? So I love the fact that with the survivors' guide, we can just break things down for our audience. Is was that the objective when you put the survivors, the twenty twenty two Big C survivors' guide together? Yeah, so basically the whole idea with the 2022 Cancer Survivors Guide, and I just want to take a moment to give credit to the Oncology Buddies magazine and Laurel, who's the editor who actually initially involved me with this, was basically to just try and help patients to understand the basics of cancer, to understand what they should be looking out for. And also when they have a diagnosis of cancer, what is the best path and the best route to follow in terms of you know just getting the best outcomes and the best survival for themselves Mm. and the whole idea of it was also in terms to guide the patients and also when they see an oncologist um, what sort of questions they should be asking and also that um, you know that oncology management also doesn't just focus solely around the oncologist and the treatments alone but also all the other supportive things that are necessary in um, having the best outcome for patients in terms of, you know, important things like nutrition, psychological um, well-being as well, um, physiotherapy, exercise. We wanted to bring to light all the other things that encompass an oncology patient who really does well. Mm. Um, Our first guest was just talking about uh, Google and how amazing Google is. Sometimes we have to be so careful because of what Google tells us, right? When we feel yes, a pain absolutely. or we feel an ache. And so I, I think that, you know, having this kind of guide gets people to get have access to the right information and then be able to, please God, make the right decisions moving forward. Ronan, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to break it down for our audience. I'm going to be asking you about, you know, where does cancer come from? So quick break, stay with us. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life.
Well, if you have just tuned in, welcome, welcome. This is the DL Link Show. And on this show, we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. The DL Link, this incredible organization, was founded all the way back in 2010 by Michelle Goodman and Jackie Arnsula. And really, the whole purpose of the DL Link is to provide a nurturing, safe space where patients faced with cancer, as well as their families, can turn to for support. And the DL Link is this link to social, emotional, psychological, and medical support through this this cancer journey. And that's for the warriors as well as their families. So on the show today, as I said, it's it's lovely to be able to break things down because we talk about the different kinds of cancers, but we never go to, to source. And today we're going to source with Dr. Ronwin van Eerden, who's a medical oncologist in private practice in Rosebank, and also an honorary consultant at the Soweto Comprehensive Cancer Center, Chris Harney Baraguan Hospital. Uh, Ronwin took part in, uh, played a big part in the putting together the 2022 Big C Survivors Guide. Um, and this really the go-to, uh, it was compiled with oncology buddies. It's the go-to to get all the information about cancer, all the options, um, and, and, and everything is there. Um, Ronwin, just before the break, I said, you know, people automatically go to Google. We've said, no, go to the right source, get the right information. Google can be a very scary place, um, although I love Google, but Google can be, especially when it comes to health issues. So let's talk about about cancer, Ronwin. I mean, I, I present this show every single week. And if someone came up to me and said, Nikki, you know, how, how does the body get cancer? Where, where does it come from? I'd say, I don't know, abnormalities in the cells. And that's all I would be able to say. Perhaps you can just tell us exactly what happens to the body. Where does cancer come from within the body? What's happening? So Nikki, I think there's a lot of different factors that play a role in developing cancer. So obviously there's what we call modifiable risks and non-modifiable risks. And your modifiable risks are obviously things like your lifestyle, where you smoke, you drink, where you exercise. And then your non-modifiable risks is obviously stuff like genetics and uh, your family history and those sort of things. You know, the cell cycle in the body is a very delicate process. And um, I always describe cancer to patients as being like driving in a car. So these um, cells that accelerate growth and these brakes that stop growth. And there's usually a defect in either acceleration or the brakes um, in the cell cycle. And then what happens is either you get overgrowth of cells or you get um, cells that don't die naturally. And that's essentially what happens when a cancer cell develops. So, and, and you say that what would bring it about could be the lifestyle or genetics or it's, it's just something that happens in the body. Yeah, I think the difficult thing also, um, Nikki, is besides for the obvious being um, smoking, causing certain types of cancers or an unhealthy diet, unfortunately, we also see a lot of patients who are very healthy and follow the correct lifestyle who still develop cancer anyway. So I think part of the Big C Survivor Guide also emphasizes on screening and being aware of, you know, if you've got a high-risk family history um, and also certain types of warning signs that um, alludes to whether or not that you could be predisposed or um, have a worrying sign or symptom for having a cancer. Okay. So we spent time talking quite a bit about that with our previous guest, this early yeah. detection. We're talking about head and neck cancer and that he just didn't see it. But I mean, the the coughing up blood and the ongoing sinusitis, you know, the, that was the symptom and the symptoms, I suppose, that were drawing attention to the problem that he had. So going back to this 
the breaking down of everything. I'm just going through the information that I've got here, which I think is, you know, great for our audience to hear. And it's the that you've got essentially the, you know, the, the many different cancers, but the two main types that, that they it's divided into a, a solid tumor cancer and then a hematological cancer. Perhaps you can just break those down for us, Ronman. Um, so basically solid tumors are the type of cancers that start in an organ or a specific area in the body from a certain cell type. So solid tumors would be referring to uh, lung cancer or colon cancer, or and we get different type cell types as well, depending on where the initial you know, diagnosis is. And then a hematological cancer is usually one that stems from the blood cells. So either the um, an abnormality in the red blood cells or in the white blood cells um, that leads to things such as uh, lymphomas or myelodysplastic syndromes or those kind of things. Your solid tumors then would be your carcinomas or um, a sarcoma, which usually can start in like a muscle group even. And basically, yeah, it goes into quite a lot of detail, Nikki. You can mm-hmm. develop cancer basically from any um, cell type, any organ, anywhere in the body. Mm-hmm. And each and each different type of cancer requires a different type of treatment, obviously. Absolutely. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And yeah, sorry, 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 <laughs> No, no on. problem. No problem, Nikki. No, I was saying that's why um we also stress on in the cancer guide the importance of getting a correct diagnosis and a correct biopsy done. Um, because a big part of doing the correct treatments and having a good outcome for patients is making the correct diagnosis as well. Yeah. Um, you break down as well the different stages of cancer, stage one to stage four, stage one being usually a small tumor under two centimeters, um, stage two, larger tumor, stage three spreads to local regional areas such as lymph nodes, and then stage four, where it's spread to other organs from the uh, primary tumor site. Ron, when it's so often people say, you know, I'm stage four this or stage two this, or do you think a lot of emphasis is put on that? Um, and do you think, you know, uh, we, we again with Howard, he was told three times that he didn't have very long to live. And I understand that, you know, doctors take the information that they have and they're giving you the information that they have. Do you think that it it should be emphasized how much time people have? I suppose it's a, it's a very sensitive question um, because how, how can one really know how someone's going to respond to treatment? Oh, absolutely. So I think that, you know, I often get that asked that question asked on a day-to-day basis, how much time do I think someone has? How long do I think they'll live? And I always say like those kind of things are never up to us or never up to um, any sort of treatments we can give. A lot of it um, depends on the patient. It also depends on the cancer type. Obviously, the earlier the stage of the cancer, the more likely it is to cure the cancer. But I also want to say that patients with stage four cancers or cancers that have spread to other parts of the body it's really not this small and it's really not hopeless. It's not like in the old days where we didn't have um, a lot of different uh, treatments to give. So some patients with stage four cancer, we still deem to be curable, even yeah. though the cancers have spread. And especially with the evolution, and I think this is what we spoke about on the last show, with the evolution of new and innovative treatments like immunotherapy, mm-hmm. targeted therapies, we often can convert these patients from being metastatic with stage four into something that's curable. So uh, we say to patients, um, irrespective of where we are or what diagnosis, what stage we're at, there's always hope and there's always options. 
Yeah, and I'm sure you've witnessed the most incredible things, you know, and probably sometimes inexplicable, like how people respond differently. And we're going to take a quick break, Ronwin. And then before we say goodbye, I just want to quickly go over some of the early detections uh, guidelines that you've put in, in this book. So quick break. We'll be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. I have Dr. Ronwin van Eerden on the show today, medical oncologist in private practice in uh, Rosebank and an honorary consultant at the Soweto Comprehensive Cancer Center at Chris Baraguanath Hospital. We've been talking about the 2022 Big C Survivors Guide, a team of people um, with the oncology buddies put together the Survivors Guide, really incredible, breaks down everything, everything you need to know there. Very quickly before we do say goodbye to Ronwin, you know, and the importance, and we stress it all the time and especially with our first guest the importance of early detection so in the um, survivor's guide there's information about your first mammogram and usually the age between 40 and 50 depending on your risk with how often you should be going then looking at um, a prostate specific antigen test and when you should be going in the age and then a pap smear and again how often you should be going um, screening for colon cancer it's all there everything is there and of course knowledge is power and early detection is key without being neurotic um, and without being fearful it's just knowing your body listening to your body and feeling for any kind of symptoms that are out there so or in there rather um ronwin um for people listening who would like to get their hands on this survivor's guide the 2022 big c survivor's guide how do they do that um, so I think that by the Oncology Buddies magazine, I think you can actually Google that and there's actually a link to it online. Okay. So if you put in Oncology Buddies 22 uh, Big C um, Survivor Guide, uh, you'll definitely find it. Yeah, Nikki, and then I, I think uh, before we go, I just want to say in terms of screening for patients is that um, you know, what we see a lot of is patients that have persistent symptoms that uh, linger on for a long period of time and you kind of just ignore it. So anything that's persistent and ongoing for longer than usual should always be investigated. And also just in terms of the screening, you know, those are just general guidelines in terms of age. Um, you know, nothing is emphatic or set in stone. And I think yeah. what I see a lot of in general practice that I just want to create awareness for is that I actually do see a lot of young patients. So you'll find that obviously uh, screening for, like say, breast cancer, for instance, is from the age of 40. But honestly, in real life daily practice, we've seen uh, women as young as 26 um, in the earlys, uh, or early 30s, even late early, um, early 40s. Um, so I just want to say to anyone that even if you're young and if something doesn't feel right or it feels abnormal, to always go and check and check again because um, I think often things are dismissed because patients are young and we do often find sinister things there as well so that's just um, what I wanted to add in terms of the screening. Yeah thank you for that thank you for that Ronwin and thank you for your time and introducing us to this survivor's guide and always um, you break things down so beautifully for us to understand them so thank you um, and as always pleasure we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me, Nikki. Take care. Dr. Ronwin van Eerden, medical oncologist in private practice in Rosebank. So that is the 2022 Big C Survivor's Guide. 
this, you know, you're going to want to do research, you want to get information. This is the kind of um, research you should be looking at. This is the kind of information you should be getting. So just go to oncologybuddies, B-U-D-D-I-E-S.com, and then look for the 2022 Big C Survivors Guide. So, wow, you know how, how quickly time does fly. Um, I did start off by saying, just look around you. There are so many beautiful things. Just look at the leaves, look at the changing colors. Um, it's autumn. And in this moment, this is what we have. And this is what we can have gratitude for. So I am grateful to you for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to be in your company. And I look so forward to being with you again next week, same time. So for me, Nikki Seberini, until then, take care and goodbye.